This session of ADHD contains graphic descriptions of violence, gore, or sexual themes. Listener discretion is advised. And as always, we hope you enjoy. I'm going to start recording too. <laughs> Me too. Wait, I'm not ready. I wanted on the record no. that I would never give Bobby anything if I didn't have to. That's not what he said just before he started recording. You cannot prove that. I got two other witnesses. I they can prove that I didn't say anything to counter said that. Stuff that makes me want to fight Bobby now. <laughs> Brent is in love with Orion. He's never going to disagree with him. Bobby's a Bobby's a very fightable person. <laughs> yeah, I know. Especially after you said how much you loved him and stuff and wanted to give him money, I'm like I'll kill him. I think everyone should be kinder to Bobby. <laughs> Be oh, kind. His Rewind. birthday is the 30th of October. Yep. Happy birthday, Bobby. We've got like two weeks. Actually, this episode for this one will probably come out right around then, won't it? Oh, it will actually come out that day. <laughs> Happy birthday, Bobby! <laughs> yeah, like he listens to this. Ugh. You don't know. You don't know. Maybe he does. Maybe it's his now. guilty pleasure. Who are you to say it's not? Uh, he's in this Discord. He is in this Discord. Yeah, I see I... him pop on sometimes. Well, he, just because he's on Discord doesn't mean he's actually paying anything attention to this. Do we need to line up? Yeah. We want to do the countdown. I'll line later. Damn it. <laughs> Putting on the rings. God, why is bottom bar isn't working on my computer? Why is it doing this to me? Because you left us for like a month. For like a whole month. <laughs> a month. <laughs> it was fun, but I need a vacation for my vacation. Like for reals. It's exhausting. Yeah. Vacationing with three kids. Yeah, we went camping for a weekend and it was almost more exhausting than anything else. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I believe it. Alright. Are we all in Discord? Or on, uh, what's it called? I have my Audacity going. Alright. Yeah, but I can barely see my computer screen, and I can't click the setting stuff, so... That's... I probably need to restart my computer. Terrifying. It's telling me to restart it. Let's <sighs> turn the lights on. We'll do the countdown whenever Brett's actually ready. That'll be forever. That'll be another month. I'm ready. You ready? Okay. Wow. Yeah, I'm I'm ready. <laughs> It'll be three, oh. two, one, go. We clap on go. You get you, you got that? Yeah. So one, two, three, go, clap. Got it. No. <laughs> That's what you said. <laughs> one, two, on three, clap. I said three, two, one. <laughs> oh God. Three, two. One go. <laughs> that was early. <laughs> that was all pretty close, though. It's enough. It's enough. It's fine. I may have clapped way too loud. I heard somebody clap super loud, so that's that was fine. Me. I clapped. I'm very. I sorry. clapped very loud. I always clap loud when I clap. So I couldn't. I, I couldn't right. hear my own clap, but that doesn't mean anything. All right. Oh, how do we start this again? Oh yeah. Welcome to Adventuring Dimwits and Hyperactive Dragons, a.k.a. ADHD&D. 
a real play tabletop podcast that uses D&D 5e to tell a story and mess around a bit. <sighs> With me tonight, as always, is Jackie. Hi. Carson. Hello. And of course, last but never least in my heart, Brett. Oh, hey guys. <laughs> last session I talked about how I always did them in alphabetical order, and Jackie was always going to be late. That's, last... that's literally why it took me forever to respond, because yep. I was not <laughs> expecting that. <laughs> yep. So as soon as I started introducing you guys, I was like, I'm going to have to do Jackie first, because last session I literally said they would never be first. <sighs> I am nothing but inconsistent. Um... So, who remembers how we left off? What happened last session? Uh, we ran into... Some dudes. Fjorp squad. Uh, we don't I know mean, their Fjorp squad, that, but... <laughs> we we nearly died getting chased by... Again. Um, a wizard in an, mm-hmm. what we oh. were told was an ogre. Um, we ended up in... <laughs> um, uh, city in Erewhon, um, was it it's one of the Rock'em Sock'em robot cities, but I can't remember which one it was. It was, um, shit. Obot. Because I wrote it. Obot, we have chickens. <laughs> Are you doing uh, this because... You one less. You don't remember, or you just wanted to see how much we remember? Instead of doing yes. a previously on, I like to ask what happened last session. Um, and I didn't. We start made friends with that because you said what? What did we end on? That's why. Yeah, that's I true. I did say I what did we end on? <laughs> we uh, made friends with the gnome welcoming committee. Um, what was the What was the gnome's name? Mono Z. Bobby. Mono. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I said Mono. I don't know what he said. Um, Gideon made another pouch of ball berries for Hoskill to disappear uh, as. um, Yes. (laughs) And uh, Sunshine at Night uh, killed. A chicken. We met the mayor. (laughs) Toby Tom. Toby Tom. The kobold. Mm -hmm. And there was a wing kobold that's a shop owner named Liege. And then. It was like L E E J or something weird like that. L E A J, exactly. Medallia, the smith. And then we ran into. all these characters' names so we can leave town immediately. So that I can write it in my notes. <laughs> I forget. But Gideon ran with her when they when they got when we got the Thrand. You, puppy. You, when yeah, we they, yeah, Thrand. Thank you. And I, I, I think I remember I, her name. I think it's really funny because um, I said that she named him Rocco. That's like what I called him last session. But that's not what they named him in like that session where they got him. And that one, I na- they called him Madog because of Magog. So it was Magog Madog. Um, <laughs> but since Thran, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> but since Thran does not is not with them anymore, and she has him, she renamed him Rocco. Or did something just happen to Madog? I, I I don't know. 
He's a very big Where'd mastiff. Where'd my dog go? Um, I just want I you to know that job. the episode that's going to come out Monday, last episode, is just titled Oh, to be a thousand ball bearings. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe you killed Henrietta, Brett. I didn't kill Henrietta. They're gonna, they're gonna kill us. I didn't kill Henrietta. They're How dare you accuse us. me of that? They're gonna hunt, hunt us down. Yep. We're Brett, never gonna make hey, it to. Hey, we're hey, never Jackie, gonna make it to Duskshire. Jackie, we the separation. Brett. Did not kill Henrietta. Sunshine. Would never. Brett would never kill a chicken. Unless I was like in Sunshine at that's exact situation, then I'd probably kill that chicken. <laughs> oh, you mean walking through a town where nobody did anything to you and you just saw a chicken randomly? Yeah. And and you had the opportunity to kill it? You know, maybe I would. It's never happened to me, so how am I supposed to know what I would do? You're the person who goes out of your way to kick all the chickens in video games. <laughs> Be careful doing that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. So we left off. You guys rounded a corner in the tunnels of Erwan and came face to face to the drow are angry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You guys didn't really pursue that at all. Um. It was basically the drow and the hive are both out and kind of in fighting modes. But you don't know much more than that. You, you, I, I, I said that when Thrand was taking you down the path, uh, you went by some drow parties, but they didn't like attack you or anything. They just kind of saw you from a distance, as much as distance can be in these tunnels. Yeah, because like the tunnels you're in right now, I'm not picturing the same way with like the, they're not big open, carved out areas with pillars. They're not dwarven tunnels of like beauty, beauty like uh, uh, Moria. They're more like just regular carved out uh, mining tunnels and everything. Almost, they're big. I mean, they're they're definitely wide enough for a full party to pass by another party without running into each other. But they're not anything special. It's they're more lit. Like Dragon Age. Yeah, it's more like Dragon Age tunnels or even Skyrim tunnels. They're lit. Um, some of them by actual torches. Which is weird, because you don't see a lot of torches down here. Um, some of them by bioluminescent algae or uh, mushrooms or whatever. Some of them are just lit, and you're not sure how. Um, and then you rounded a corner, and you ran into a party of four adventurers. And three dire wolves. Thrand is taking us out, correct? Yeah, Thrand is supposed She's to be taking us. you to the dusk, to <clears throat> the, the, the green door. The dusk, mm-hmm. the one that is usually closest to Duskshire. What was the dog's name? Rocco. Rocco. Do it, does do any of the other people with her have names? It's just her. It's just her. She was with a party oh, okay. of elves at the door because those elves guard that door of the town. Like the gnomes are on one side of town and the dwarves are on the other. But she was not actually traveling with anybody else at the moment. Gotcha. She travels Erewhon alone. Because she's a badass. She Apparently. is. It's terrifying. But also, if you grow up in Erewhon, it's not quite as terrifying as it would be to, you know, random strangers who got sucked through a doorway and then had to fight Venators within the first, like, ten minutes. I guess that's true. I mean, yeah. you, for as far as you guys know, 
the days aren't you know it's not days and nights you've kind of been down here maybe like two days in your reckoning and you had to fight a giant dinosaur and its babies run from a second giant dinosaur and then you fought weird wolf hyena creatures and then got attacked by weird skeletal chitinous forms tight forms um yeah, and then something flew after you and shot dark magic at you guys. So it's been a fun time for you guys so far in Erewhon. Sure, let's go with fun. <laughs> and now you've run into a Fjorbs group, which I feel like we need to give a little bit of an explanation for any of the listeners we do have that aren't like in the Discord, and or even the people who are in the Discord and don't read all the text space, because there's a... So probably we have all of them. Because we have a mess of text space. I don't even know which ones are visible to people and which ones aren't at this point. Because, like, I think the, I think we have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 text space that are in the 1. And I think at least half of them are visible to people. Maybe. Or maybe only, like, a couple. <laughs> I'm, like, looking, going through them now. And it's like, okay, there's 1, 2... <laughs> There's uh, only one active right now, though. It's it's Three, mostly podcast related stuff, four. right? Like the well, all the po- session stuff, all the stuff with the dream team and everything is visible, but that's in the podcast tech space, not the just our oh, yeah. other campaigns. So we have four or five tech space that are visible that people can read through, like Babysitters Club, Beefcakes versus Nerds. Fjorbs, of course, which is where these people are from. And then there's like a few other that are just randomly visible. Like, I don't know why living with the Brahms is visible. But it is. Maybe I should change that. <laughs> I don't care. Um, so this is from our text base. These people who they ran into from a random encounter that they rolled on my table. And I'm going to describe them now from the descriptions given to me by their players in the text base. This is going to be fun. So, Haskell, Gideon, and Sunshine at Night round a corner with Thrand and f- come face-to-face with four other people with their three dogs. So, we got two dogs on one side, three dire wolves on the other side. I'm going to, like, hmm, how do I want to do this? Oh, yeah. I said a maul just disappeared. So, there is a short, dark green tiefling, basically the color of an ev- evergreen in the shade that has, he has two small tusks. And two that are in his mouth, obviously, and two short horns, horns starting at his temple and curling around his ears. Short black hair, it, he keeps it flat, and his tail ends in a heart shape. He's kind of wearing like really nice studded leather armor, but you don't see any weapons on him. And his nails are filed to short, sharp points as he like tries to like hide real quick. And I feel like Haskell and him both like hide real quick in instinct, and it's still. Yeah. <laughs> Like, they hide, but they're, like, just just for the sake of the f- just how fi- much I find it funny, they both hide so nobody else can see either of them, but they can see each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just, it's, it's, two, it's two tieflings just staring at each other. And, like, we could even say they didn't move. They're not invisible. They just hid. And because they're both, they both have, like, ridiculous stealths. <laughs> nobody else knows they're there. They um, just kind of stop moving. And everyone yeah. stop paying attention to them. Basically, your like vision like shifts off of them. There's a lot of different right, references man. we can make that have that type of thing, but I'm not going to do that right now. Um, next to him, or well, 
I guess now on the end of that line, because the person who was on the end disappeared, is a rodeer, a rat folk, basically, um, with black fur and white patches along their stomach, large round pink ears, his eyes are black, he wears studded leather chest plate, and has a long bow strapped across his back. He has a pink tail that is long and spotted with black, and he keeps it off the ground as he walks. And he's kind of standing next to a dire wolf that's probably as tall as he is at this point. Um, next to him is a six foot five, dark gray skinned ASMR with glowing golden eyes and pitch black hair that's kind of a little bit tussled. Um, he's got a lot of little, like, little scars and, like, like a chunk of his ear is missing. His nose has been broken multiple times. Um, he wears tight leather pants and has a light has a light yellow button-up shirt with pink and green aquatic animals all over it. It is unbuttoned just low enough for you to see the top curve of his dad belly, his beer belly. <laughs> and he's not holding anything in his hands. He doesn't have any weapons or anything at the moment. And he doesn't look like he carries any with him. Next to... And this is my favorite. Because Brett sent me this. And it's like twice as long as everybody else's. Um, <laughs> Fitting for each character. Oops. Next to him is a fair skin, light blue eye... I, I have, I'm like changing the words as I read it. So is a half-elf. Right? Half-elf? She's half-elf? Yes. Yes, she yeah. is. Uh, fair skin, light blue eyes, long blonde platinum hair with pink highlights because she's edgy now that she's going through something oh my god <laughs> she's five six and petite she's she's wearing nice clothing because brett put she's almost always wearing nice clothing that are easy to travel in so she's wearing nice clothing um which i don't know what that means oh oh you do actually say what she's wearing right now this is great mm -hmm. audio right now she's wearing a low-cut <laughs> teal blouse that she wished What's really great about this is this is just our own service for ourselves, basically, at this point. <laughs> mm -hmm. Who cares about our fans, if we have any, uh, at this point? She's wearing a low-cut teal blouse that she wished she filled out better. <laughs> and purple trousers with pink seams. God. She is wearing a... F this party. She is wearing a fancy backpack with a, a liar case tucked in the front pouch and a loot strapped to the side. She has two cross... Lear? Yeah, but I'm saying liar. She also has okay. two crossbows, <laughs> one on each thigh, that look very well made. They're, they are light purple with golden vines embroidered on them. Oh, oh, this is his second message. And she's riding... Cut that. <laughs> yeah, he did. And she's riding a direwolf, and there is a badass hawk or falcon circling her head. I need you all, I need you, all three of you to make perception checks. Um... What do we want to do this in tonight, guys? Do we just want to do this in Discord? Yeah, just do Discord. Yeah. So yeah, perception checks from all three of you. <laughs> this is so stupid. <laughs> a 16 for Haas. Okay. I got a nat 1. Ooh. So a 7. Carson? Mm -hmm. I haven't heard uh -oh. from Carson in a while. Oh, there we go. Carson heard that you were about to read my description, so he got up and walked off. He's like, oh, yeah. I got plenty of time. And that's a 10 from Carson. For Gideon. Okay. God, that's that's so funny. Uh, Sunshine at night, you just see the hawk circling her head. Or falcon. It's badass. Um, H Haskell, you <laughs> notice that it's not a hawk, it's actually just a pigeon. And it's actually circling Archie, and it seems like it's looking for food. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. 
All right. Uh, what do you guys do when you run into this party? Um, like, do I sense does Gideon sense any hostility from them? I seem to remember that they kind of readied themselves whenever we bumped into them at the end of the last last session. Yeah, I think the Ace Mart is standing there, and he summons a sword. Like a sword just appears in his hand. It glows with like a dark green energy, and he holds it in front of him. Um, Gideon holds his hands up, you know, palms facing them, and says, "Well, we're just we're just <laughs> we're just trying to leave Erewhon. We are not looking for any trouble." Do you guys want to play your characters from Fjords, or do you want me to do everything? <laughs> oh, you're like, do I want to talk in that accent? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you gotta do it. You have to do it. Yeah, I won't make Orion do it. Thanks, because Archie would not talk the session. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have hard enough time if I have to be Zane. You just got to say he's wicked smart. This is wicked smart. Yeah, Zane's wicked smart. I mean, Archie. Shit. <laughs> Zane doesn't... The, the tall ASMR doesn't say anything. He just stands there holding his sword up. He stares, his eyes glowing at each of you. I think Hidden Haas has their daggers ready. You see the other tiefling, like two. <laughs> I just realized both of my, both of my characters have green glowing blades. Emal's, or yeah, the, the the green tiefling's blades showing like a bright green, neon green color almost appear. And he, he smiles at you, Haas. <laughs> <laughs> I think Haas smiles back. I try to think of like what. This is such an awkward situation. Yeah, like... Yeah, it's so awkward, I don't know who should talk first. I think Archie would just, like, exchange looks with MJ. <laughs> and she's like... And like... Blows her, blows her bangs out of her face. Are her bangs dyed we've pink? We've been through... Oh, for sure. <laughs> look, we've been through a lot since we've been down here. We are just setting off to depart from marijuana we had no intention of coming down here in the first place you look like seasoned adventurers there's no reason why we need to escalate the situation I think <laughs> we gotta get through this we gotta get through this guys yeah okay so okay so Archie yeah Archie's uh, gonna like grab Zane's elbow and like try to push him to the side and be like yeah these guys seem alright let's just let's just get out of here yeah we have stuff we need to be doing it anyway like what you know what we're supposed to be doing hmm she leans in and whispers to the Zane Emal like appears yeah, you know, you know. Yeah, Zane. Zane like looks up back and forth and goes, "I just, <laughs> I just followed you." <laughs> Sunshine pulls Henrietta out of his jacket, out of his robes, oh and starts slowly plucking her. <laughs> just watching. I think Archie looks at Gideon. So you go that way, and we'll just uh, be on our way, and. Everybody wins, yeah? 
Sounds like a plan. I just remembered I had Thrand here who could also talk. Um, <laughs> so I don't have to be Zane or Imal. Yes, that sounds yeah. like a lovely idea. Yeah, let's just, let's just right. go. Let's just make Safe it travels. to, make it to Duskshear. Let's make it to Duskshear, she says, and like tries to like kind of push her way past these people. Pardon? Are she well, squeezes there? Traveling to Duskshear, then you could come with us. <laughs> yeah, I made it take longer. Yeah, I knew you would. I knew someone was going to. I almost did it myself. <laughs> Email goes, oh, Duskshear, we just came from there, didn't we? We don't. We well, don't need to go back there. We're no. we're on a very important mission from our guild, and he like winks at you, uh, sunshine at night, and then he and then. Do uh, I catch that? Do I catch that? The wink. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. He's not being like sneaky about it. Okay. <laughs> Haas looks at sunshine. Uh, sunshine does not look at Haas. He just nods to them all, and he's like, "Very well. Be on your way." Imal is, is standing in front of Sunshine, and he's like rocking back on his feet the same way that Sunshine at Night is probably doing has been doing since they ran into <laughs> each other, and like he's just mimicking almost exactly Sunshine at Night's motions. <laughs> I mean, Gideon just shuffles by, nods to them uh, as they pass, and says, "Safe travels, good luck." Yeah, thanks. You too. Uh, Sunshine pats his gold pouch and says. Uh, he says, what would he say? Um, pats his gold pouch and he says, I expected more, and walks on by. You expected more? Am I still muted? Did I unmute myself? Okay, good. No. Uh, <laughs> he thought a mall would try to pickpocket him. And he didn't. Or did he? What's your passive perception? Uh, it doesn't matter. 16. It all got a 20. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It all got a 28. Um, <laughs> God. Imal walks Ooh. away and has a chicken leg in his hand. <laughs> He's too worried about the gold. <laughs> Alright, so you walk past this party. <laughs> like ten minutes later, Sunshine looks at the chicken and is like, that's the <clears throat> bastard. I, so planning the session, I was like, man, I kind of really want to like have something like like them have to work together. But then as soon as we started doing this, I was like, there's no way we could do an entire, like, even half a session with the, these two parties yeah. trying to do, this would just be too much chaos. I don't know, I think I can handle it. <laughs> yeah, the one person who doesn't have a character mm-hmm. in Fjords like this. My one note for, for today has been awkward passing in the tunnels. My notes for today have been from the recap. Oh, I'm, I have something. My notes from today haven't, I haven't made any. Um, because I don't. All right, you guys continue on your way. Uh, I, I like that we're, we probably spent more time this session describing all of that stuff than we will doing anything else. For something this session. that doesn't matter. That doesn't While matter, we're talking, we're also like I'm assuming it. it takes a while for us to get to where we need to be. Yeah. I think Haas is going to talk to Sunshine about their encounter with gunner hey sunshine because they knew each other actually one thing sorry sunshine yes yes roll a history check okie dokie sorry i thought that was thrand talking to me no that's i did too that's me sorry that's me orion the dm god you sounded so much like her man i know it's weird it's weird that they said all these npcs sound very similar to me four 
Oh, that's a four? Never mind. You're good. Okay, you guys can continue with whatever you're going to do. Sunshine at night does... Sunshine at night does not remember that Emal is Lillian's son. Or, yeah, son. Probably the last time you saw Emal, they hadn't um, started transitioning, so... That makes our encounter make no sense. Because <laughs> I acted like I knew who he was. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Yeah. That's he said I expected he expected more. Like to... I, I thought Emal would pickpocket like, me. Like, pickpocket pick it. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that's why you did. I was like wondering why you thought mm-hmm. why you actually checked that. I mean, it, it's been ten years since you were at Fjords, and Imal is like sixteen. Yeah, that's true. But then again, time. Tri- I, yeah, I don't think you'd recognize Imal. So I think you're just a su- suspicious little cat. Maybe, maybe he thought he did, and then as we're walking away, he's like, "No, nah, that couldn't have been Imal." You would actually know him both. Well, Imal was probably. Pe- you would probably know both of Imal's parents. Ooh. Anyways, we don't we don't need to discuss that in session. <clears throat> what, where were we? Yeah. <laughs> we were just leaving. You were just leaving. All uh, right. Hoss wanted to talk to Sunshine, but now I don't know how much sense it makes. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Uh, they were going to talk to you about Gunner, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why don't you do that little talk? I was thinking it was Imal too. Okay. I don't know how to start conversations. I think Haskell's just going to... What a nice day we're having today, huh? Thran says to Gideon. Make their way next to... (laughs) I can't make heads or tails of the weather down here. Well, it's not raining. And she chuckles. (laughs) It (laughs) rains? Well, not you. That's the joke, Gideon. Mm. I feel like you used to have a better sense of humor. I almost died. Yeah, haven't we all? Aren't you like a soldier? Isn't that something that you've probably experienced at least once in your backstory? <laughs> You'd think so, yes. I mean, I've... <laughs> it's actually happened quite a lot, I guess, semi-recently. Um, but, you know, time gets weird. Oh, that's true. Listen, Thrand, almost dying several times changes a man. That's true. Every time you almost die, I'm sure it changes you a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it also depends on, like, the level of almost dying, right? Like, if you're just, like, feeling bad, that's different than, like, having a sword through your heart and somehow someone heals you enough to survive. Haas is gonna nudge Sunshine to kind of let uh, Gideon and Thran talk and, like, move ahead a little bit. Okay, he would, yeah, he nods and follows their lead. So, back there... With Gunner. Yes. Uh, you knew each other. That was a question. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know Gunner, right? This is no, a character. No, you don't know, know Gunner. Gunner yeah. No, he came to uh, Fjords after you left. That's what I thought. Okay. Um, no, actually, I, this was my first time meeting Gunner. Uh, I think I... Because oh, he had said... He had said something... We, like I had clocked, figured out. I figured yeah, out I clocked we were something. Orbs, basically. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I think it's what it was. So it makes sense that you would. Think <laughs> you we guys knew, knew you were from Fjords, but you didn't know each other. Okay. Yeah, yeah. we probably I mean, acted like we knew each other. Yeah, Haas would probably be like, "Oh yeah, something's up." Like they must have known each other at some point, but. Yeah. But yeah, they. Did no, not. I think they said that they were. I think they were both surprised. Like, but oh no no no! Because he he mentioned Asteria and Sunshine yeah. said something about it. I think. Yep. 
Yeah. And also, like, they both, uh... I think it makes sense for you to think, after... I mean, at one that point, they were, that we they were both, su- they were surprised when, mm-hmm. Gunner was surprised when you said you were from Fjord. He's like, oh, you're from Fjord's. Oh, you were also there. Okay. So it also makes sense for them to be like, well, they're from the same place or something, but. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sorry. I got it. <laughs> um, but you were both a part of Fjord's. Yes. I, I do believe Gunner is still a part of Fjord's. Um, but. Um, I am there no longer, and so we have many mutual acquaintances. Right. He mentioned finding someone, uh, Asteria. Would you yes. know how to find this person? Um, yes, I, I, could, I could probably find Asteria. Okay. I mean, obviously we're... Going to Dashir, I, I still am. That has little to do with it. Going. What location that is. Oh. Oh? You know Asteria? I have no idea who that is. Then why is it But matter apparently to you I if... need to find them. Oh, yeah? Says who? That's what Gunnar said. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I remember. Of course. I remember that. I was there. It was just the other day. Uh. <laughs> Time gets weird in Erewhon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and when you're in Fjords for a decade. Yeah. Um, uh, yes, I could uh, I could reach out to Asteria and see if she would be interested in meeting you. That would be great. Um, I know we have an objective right now, but whenever it works out. I actually think the two of you would get along quite swell. <clears throat> what makes you say that? You just have certain tendencies that remind me of one another. Mm. She doesn't put up with any shit either. Sounds like a woman I want to get to know. Sounds like what? Oh. Sounds like a woman I want to get to know. Yes, well, careful what you ask for. Because with Asteria, the best way to get to know her is to fight her. Which basically means to get the shit kicked out of yourself. I'm dying over here right now. Sorry. (laughs) Not to... Oh, I'm just thinking of the fact that these people are talking about how Asteria doesn't take up with... Well, no, like, doesn't take up, take shit, and is, like, serious, and is a fighter, and if they both knew that the guy they just saw, who was six foot five with the yeah. with a beer belly yeah. wearing a <laughs> yeah. yellow shirt with aquatic animals on it, was her, like, her her partner, her, her I don't know what we want to call it. Her mate. Her, 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 her mate, it would be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's that when you yeah have that the... would have blown Sunshine's mind. Yeah, that's so fucking funny. It's the the prep boyfriend and the goth girlfriend type thing almost. <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay, go on. I'm just you're I, good. You're I'm good. like crying tears over here laughing about this in my head. <laughs> that's really all I wanted. I wanted to establish some sort of yeah. Oh yeah. No, I love connection it. with Sunshine that I could possibly use. Up front, Thran. Even, even if he up just, front, yeah. Thran has like half of her armor pulled aside to show like side boob, and she's like, "So this is where a, a spear pierced through my chest, cutting right through my heart and my lungs. And luckily, if we wouldn't have had a cleric, I'd be dead right now. But they healed me up. You look, you can't even see the scar." And she's like, like literally poking the side of her boob right now. 
and like looking at Gideon, like this is where it was. You can't look at this. You can't see the scar. Those clerics do remarkable work. You really can't see a scar. No, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> where uh, the wrong conversation? Does get does Gideon have any lingering scars from his encounter with Shadow? Can't even remember where. I mean, I feel like he just it was just a lot of, a lot of body blows. Shadow stabbed you in the chest, left the sword say, yeah. in you, and then recalled it. Or no, you threw it. You pulled it out of your chest and threw it away. Yeah, you ripped that. And shit it would have done more damage it. if I hadn't done that. It would have, but it, they were also poisoned. <laughs> and then he recalled the like, Mjolnir. Yeah, they're Ugh. like poison blades too. So like, I bet you like Gideon's. We never also had full plate though, so he's not going to take off his plate to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Thran's like pulling her armor. Too like long. right now, her armor is like sideways, and like she's like pulled it aside and stuff. It just takes so long <laughs> to, to doff full armor. She. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, anything else we want to discuss? <clears throat> Any other conversations you guys want to have? I don't think I do. I want to get to the green doll. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to like be in Erewhon for like a whole nother like five sessions and do a bunch of shit down here but I also want us to get where we're going because I've literally had this planned out for like weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and I'm like oh man when can we get there um anyway <laughs> but no um blame it, blame it on the dice that's true random encounters and you had such shit luck oh my god I believe that's in reference to my four critical fails in it, the same session it was five yes <laughs> Sure oh, I thought it was five. I thought, they were, I thought they were talking to me because we've been friends for so long. That's true too. Oh my god! I, you said it. Oof! All right. I. Ha, how on, about, I'm gonna roll psychic damage. How about this? I got. I gotta <laughs> run and grab something real quick. You guys are sitting around campfire having a conversation. Go. <clears throat> Sunshine's cooking Henrietta over a fire. She's fully plugged now. <laughs> Lovely day we're having, huh? Brett, Brett did nine psychic damage to me. That's rough, buddy. Oofa doofa, what'd you roll? It's tough. Uh, D eight plus six. I figure you've got like plus six. Because <laughs> you know the inner workings of Carson's mind. <laughs> Maximum modifier, and it's a at least a plus one weapon. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. I have to admit, I'll be. I'll be grateful when we get out of this place. It is, we are not properly equipped to be down here. I think Haas is just uh, tossing their daggers into the ground, as long as I it's dirt. I agree. The sooner we're out of here, the better. Yeah. I know you're anxious to get back to Durga, Sunshine. I. It wasn't certainly not our intention to take this detour. We'll get out of here as soon as we can. Of course. I'll do as I'm told. Take you. To Dushia and back. Those things that we fought in the tunnel and those beasts that we fought when we first arrived. This is a a dangerous place. I don't I don't know how any how anyone lives down here. I guess those magic barriers like we saw at Obit help. Everywhere is dangerous. You just gotta know the dangers. Very well put, Thrand. That's a good point. If you live down here your whole life well, you'd know better than to try to fight some Venators, that's for sure. We did pretty well, though. We we weren't really given a choice. Well, tomorrow should be the green door, she says, and rolls over and starts snoring almost immediately. <sighs> um, 
think Gideon, is there something Gideon could lean up against to rest? Yep. I don't think he's going to take <laughs> off his armor the rest of the time that uh, yeah. we are in Erewhon. That makes sense. I'm not going to put any armor on while we're down here. is going to fall asleep on Gideon's lap. You guys wake up the next morning and everything you own is gone. No. Um. <laughs> Wonderful. That would be oh, so much fun. We all, everyone ate Henrietta with me, right? Yeah, Haas... At the beginning of the conversation, yeah, he was cooking Henrietta. Haas ate some. Ate, ate, ate some Henrietta. Look, also, Gideon's no not one let brought up sacrifice be in vain. No one brought up where she came from, so... Yeah, literally, like, Haas just... Thran, we all ate in silence. Thran, like, qu- looks at it and goes, You brought a chicken down to Erewhon and still have it? That's weird. That's what drew the Venators to us. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Sunshine just looks very intently at the fire during this conversation. <laughs> Alright, you get to the green door the next day. Maybe. We did it! We did it. Yeah, we did it. You enter, like, a large cavern. And at the far end, you see a, like, you enter, okay, you enter a stone cavern, and it's all stone. The Like, where you came from is stone, everything's stone. And then you enter this, and as you walk through this large cavern, it vines are seen crawling along the ground and, like, the walls. And then you look up, and you see large blossoming flowers that have, like, a faint glow and are giving off light in here. And, like, when I say large, I, I'm picturing them, like... Probably as big as Benji. Like, a big flower. Oh my god, so we could sleep in the flowers like fairies? Yes, exactly. Um, Yeah, this seems safe. And they're like, they're on the ceiling glowing faintly, and they kind of track your movement a little bit, like they move along with you, but they don't, there's no like snatching and grabbing at you. This is, they aren't, maybe, carnivorous, maybe. Um, The ceiling is like 20 feet above you, so it might be hard for them to catch you. And as you so like, they can't wa- reach us. Mm, probably not. Um, oh, okay. I like that answer. <laughs> I mean, anything happens depending on your roles. Uh, <laughs> do you want to stand still and see if they reach you? No. Okay. No. Um, yeah. No. I'm, I want to keep walking. <laughs> I was just wondering if they were like touching the ground or you know no, like the, dangling two feet off the ground there's definitely vines along the ground in the wall where you're walking like where you're walking slowly becomes more and more viney um but the flowers are all up on the ceiling okay. and they're like 20 feet up or so out of reach um but then the the cavern gets narrower and smaller and all of a sudden you find yourself at like what looks to be a normal wooden door just a like what you would find in your house a straight wooden door uh it's encircled by all these vines and there's smaller normal sized flowers blooming along its frame does it have a handle is it green no it's brown does it have a handle uh no it has a sign in a language do any of you speak draconic i don't think so gideon will someday but he does not yet I no, not. I don't. Okay. It has a sign in a language. Like, just sitting on it. You know, about head height. And Thran, uh, above he- Thran's height. Because um, she's a dwarf. Uh, <laughs> she goes, there we go. Oh, we're here. It's the green door. 
So we can just open. I think Haas leans leans over to whoever's next to them. Probably Gideon. And says, that's not green. This door is not green. <laughs> yeah? Haas says it in a joking manner. We are at the right place. <laughs> we, yes. We're, yeah, this is the green door. I just said it. Sunshine opens the door. Why is it? <sighs> How do you open the door? <laughs> not a good question push to it. ask. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> the door opens. Good job, Brett. You solved this door puzzle. <laughs> yeah. In Draconic, it just says push to open. Get ranked um, door. <laughs> 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 That was actually going to be my first guess to push on it. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, we're so good at opening doors on this podcast. Arguably too good at opening doors. Um, Alright, uh, <laughs> is, is Thran coming with us? Yeah, Thran comes out. The door pushes open, and you enter a... It, basically, it's a... It's a cave, but you see the opening that opens into, like, the bright light. Like, it's probably the first time you've seen really bright light. It's clear skies. Ever? And a, it, since you entered Erewhon, like, the, wow. the, fir- the Venator Cavern had, like, kind of a false sun, but it still wasn't, like, bright, bright. Oh, it's bright out here. But now it's, like, clear white skies, and there's faint traces of snow blowing into this cavern. And the cold air just kind of hits you all. Ooh. And she shivers. And then... Thr- Ha shivers. <laughs> so does Thran. Um, and then you walk out of this cavern, and you're standing on the side of a mountain. Um, a narrow trail, like, leads down from this cavern. Probably hundreds of feet below. And, like, you look out from this mountain, and you see what looks to be an ocean. And you follow the shoreline, like, there's, you look down the mountain and you see the ocean, you see a shoreline, and in the distance you see a city built right on the coast. Um, it's completely covered in snow, and Thran, like, points at it and goes, there, there's Duskshire, we're good to go. Just don't fall down the mountain, she says, and, like, starts trying to make her way down the path with, like, Rocco leading her. Hoss proceeds carefully. Gideon follows. Someone roll for me a d20. Let's make it not be me. Yeah, guys. Yeah, I don't want it to be you. Are you rolling, Brett? Sure. Well, I got a six. I've, which might be my highest roll of the night. Oh, yeah, your last one was a two, sorry, three. (laughs) You had a crit fail. And that one, a four, and this six. Yeah. Although my crit fail was higher than a six. (laughs) Yeah. As you make your way down the mountain, you s- uh, I need everybody to make perception rolls. I'm proficient in that, but that does not mean I'm good at it. And that's usually what proficient actually means. That's, that's yeah, so funny. <laughs> A 20 for Haas, not natural. Hey, another nat 1, Jeez. so 7. Oh God! Remember every time We're we roll, die. everyone's clocks advance in the world. So that's just call me Carson. Good. What? Just call him Carson because he's, he's crit failed twice. Several two. Say oh. nine plus four thirteen for Gideon. Gideon, you notice a whistling in the wind, um, but that's it. Uh, sunshine at night. You think it's a very beautiful day. A little bit cold. Uh, 
Just a Sunshine's thinking about how he might should have put a shirt on. Yeah. <laughs> Haas, you look out over the, the city and see that it's like the city is actually built on top of ice and you can see that it goes out to the like to the water. But if it was to thaw, like as if it was summer, the ice would be gone and all these houses that are and everything that would be out here would be in the middle of the water. And oh. this kind of gives you notice that when you left Lusden, summer was just starting, but it's not summer here. You've maybe like you just pick up on it, like just something about it seems weird. And then I don't know, like you, you probably don't know a lot about Duskshire. You're not you're not from this world, and you didn't start yeah. out on this continent. But like we could say, like you you say something about it, and I think like Sunshine at Night from being on this continent would notice like. Oh, that that means it's it's no longer it's it's not summer. We're in the fall months now, and it probably just clicks that you have been an so, arrow on a, a lot longer than what you thought. So, how many months have probably passed? Summer's only because two months. I'm asking that because right because I knew your months were different. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, summer is two months. Winter is two months. The other seasons are all are all five. So it's been somewhere between two and four months, basically. Yep. Okay, and we have the names uh, of those months. Sunshine now. would <laughs> would relay this information to the group. It's either Ninth, Ninth, Friog, or Lynn. Um, <laughs> I don't remember any of the names that I no, uh, that are from. Either. Ninth is the Joler. Friog is the Hermit. Ah, yeah. So for our listeners, we created finally coming up with the months of the year for this world, and they're all based off of ancient dragon names that we all came up with and there's 14 months and we came up with 14 ancient dragons so it's fun not that that will come up very often because i usually try to actively not mention like specific dates because of how this world works (laughs) (laughs) it's more fun if just random seasons so sunshine relays the information that we've been in there for a really long time (laughs) yeah you've definitely been in there longer than what it felt like probably to you guys it probably felt like maybe a week or two total mm-hmm. but it's definitely been longer than that and then how sunshine react to that that realization Holy. i think Haas look like looks at gideon like are we too late it's definitely not good i will i, I will say like the the trip we itself even without erewhon would have taken probably at least a month above ground even with like the water and everything else it probably would have taken at least three to four weeks so yeah you you're you're later than you wanted to be but is that a wisdom saving throw um yeah yeah it's a 14 so sunshine uh, takes it all right <laughs> yeah yeah I, I think everyone could tell he's a he's a little panicky um but especially with what you're saying you know like he knew it was going to be a long trip yeah, and that hopefully Irwan was going to cut it short, and it didn't cut it as short as he hoped. But oh well. No, instead of it almost made it longer by probably Such a month life. or so. Yeah, yeah, but it's still not as bad of a time jump. At least you didn't have to deal yeah, with the fun. summer months. We're halfway. Yeah, we're gonna get there, turn around, go straight back, and be all right. I'll be right back. All right, let's get all the important stuff out of the way now that he's gone. Uh, <laughs> Haas, as you also notice this, you also notice the whistling in the wind that Gideon noticed, and then you spot flying nearby a flock of Aarakocra. 
and they are coming towards you guys with spears drawn. Oh, Lord, I think. Uh, and we're still, are we still on this narrow mountain path? Yep. We need to, for, we need to find better footing before, before we do this. I vote we hustle down the mountain. Well, why don't you make a survivor roll? All of us? Um, yeah, you can all make survival rolls. Doki. Brett, uh, Haskell mm-hmm. has noticed a flock of Aarakocra coming towards you with spears drawn, flying. And I did, I did notify by just making a noise, like, uh... <laughs> 13 for Haas. 18. There we go. Sunshine at night. It's mm-hmm. a six plus one seven for Gideon. That makes sense. He's in big armor heading down a narrow mountain path. It's probably pretty icy. I think sunshine mm-hmm. at night spots like spots an area where it's not like just a steep path and like has a little bit of a like say it's like a little bit like a divot in the mountain that you're able to get shore footing and like go into the mountain a little bit so you're not just possibly gonna fall down this mountain. And like Thran like quickly motions Rocco into this divot. I'm gonna say it's like it's like what's a good word? I found a divot. Like not quite a valley, kind of like a like, it's large enough someone could build a house in this area, but it's not like you'd want to actually live here. Well, maybe somebody would. Um, I'm, I'm just picturing Space Jam when uh, when he when he digs up the the hole, the, and there's a big, you know, the big hole, and he says he's fixing a divot. No. I have not seen Space Jam since I was a kid. Me either. It's been a very long time. And, it, and like basketball isn't like a big thing in my life and nope i never watched basketball and that movie I had space had, jam when i was that, little that movie you had know, like bill no murray. In, that movie had like no i don't even remember bill murray being in that movie bill murray's digging up the whatever it doesn't matter i was about to say i remember some that's sort what of, i'm picturing i remember some sort of reference about how scotty pippen was an alien too but i realized that's from men in black or dennis mm-hmm. rodman one of the two anyways Brian or Brian, excuse me. I don't. I, Brett. <laughs> wow. Brian. Um, <laughs> Brian. <laughs> Been so long since I've talked to you. What? Um, <laughs> you got my name wrong. <laughs> All right. I've known you literally my you, whole life. You got you my did name psychic wrong. Damage to me earlier. I'm chalking it up to that. Um, <laughs> no, I that's for you to say. Damage. That was for you, listener. Whenever nobody gets your reference yeah. to something, Brian. <laughs> that was for people who. Remember that movie? I don't know. That was for Brian. Your name is Breet. <laughs> that 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 Breit? was that was for yeah. That's that's for the listener that had a childhood and watched Space Jam. I, I watched Space Jam too. I just and I remember the Bill Murray and Wayne Knight are in it. But I. All right, let's get back on track. <laughs> I okay. So we're we're does, does somebody making our way this? into a divot? Divot. We'll just call it a divot. I'm fixing a divot. Alright. Thran, like, draws... <laughs> she draws, like, a spear and, like, kind of looks up and is like, oh, I I could throw it, but then I won't have this weapon anymore. I don't... Do you think they're coming to kill us? Um, they don't look friendly. Um, it doesn't Haas... look good. But... Haas readies their hand crossbow, but they're not gonna fire if they can avoid it. Can I ready an action? Are, are we bit. doing this? Can I ready an action? Yeah, sure. 
Or do we have to roll initiative? I'm, can I ready in action? Can I can I, I persuade mean, when they roll <laughs> roll up to us? <laughs> please. What's your persuasion? Like they're flying close enough that they're they're still flying towards you. You could probably yell at them if you wanted to. Well, my ready to action is if they try to attack one of us, I'm going to punch them in the face. Yeah. I Are they like armor? I mean, I know they're coming at us with spears <laughs> and everything. Are they armored up like they? They're wearing leather armor. I mean, it's light armor. It's not anything crazy. They're. This is a snowy mountain, though, right? Yes, it is a snowy mountain. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Sh- I'm not gonna shout on a snowy, uh, snowy mountainside. That is insane. Um, Why? It sounds perfectly fine to me. Um, says the. D- I mean, I, says, I just says the DM who let someone change into a whale in the middle of a, a castle. Um, <laughs> Gideon. I mean, I think he. I, I think he adopts an, a non-threatening pose again. Um, Pretty similar to, to whenever he ran into the the Fjord's crew in Erewhon. Like, I think Gideon has had enough delays and enough unnecessary fighting for for a while now. Um, and uh, me too, bud. Haas is not does, pointing the crossbow at them. They just have it pointed at the ground. Uh, and whenever they are in, you know, I don't know, like sixty or so feet away. Uh, I don't know. That's still really far. away. Gideon does not want to shout, but speak loudly enough that they can hear him and say, we mean no ill will. We have just been traveling through Erewhon. We are on our way to the dust shear. Sunshine is ready to fight, but it just looks like he's drunk and like staggering around. So I like to think Sunshine's actually been drinking a little bit to help himself warm up. Oh, that's a good idea. He probably has been. Fire in his belly. He's taken a couple shots since we've been here. I think the the lead Aarakocra, like, hovers about 60 feet away, while the other the other five, like, encircle this divot. <laughs> what business do you have on these mountains? Just travel. Our business is in Duskshire. These mountains belong to us. This is not the property of Duskshire. Uh, we, we just came out of the Green Door, out of Erewhon. We had no intention to travel through your mountains. We would be very uh, grateful if we could pass through without without any trouble. We we intend to leave as quickly as we can. There is a tithe for going through our 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 land. He has has a trouble speaking. Uh, he has a trouble. There's speaking. a what? He has a trouble speaking. Uh, are, a tithe. He said, "Are you shaking us down?" I, he like he he flutters back like a flutter <laughs> too. I do not know the meaning of the word. I, fucking. Oh, I, I want to roll. I want to roll insight on this bird. He means you're like trying to rob us, kind of. <clears throat> Sunshine says, acting more acting drunk. I can't make out your cat friend's words. Roll insight oh, if you want man, to. That's that's messed up. Is anybody actually good at this? <laughs> I am. Yeah, I have a plus six. Why did I let why okay? Why did I let Parker come up with shit for Aarakocra? Um We are a part of the Ono Lennon bird band. We own this area of the mountain land. <laughs> all of his freaking Aarakocra lore that he came up with Amen is all about Beatles references. No, I'm not good at this. That is a critical failure. 
You think that there is a legitimate tax in this area for traveling this mountain path and that you have possibly broken these Aarakocra's law by not giving a tax for it. Gideon pulls his pockets and he's he's broke. Can I roll inside (laughs) also? Yeah, sure. I got a 24. They're trying to, they're trying to, it's a shakedown. (laughs) Okay, I want to see how Gideon handles the situation. So I just watch. Well, Gideon right now is trying to pat his pockets and pull out any gold that he might have. We can't pay your toll. It is 15 gold per person, he says. We can't pay your toll. I see nice weapons among you. Haas takes out the 45 gold and gives it to him. You're short 15, he says, pointing at Thrand. (laughs) (laughs) I think Thrand looks offended. (laughs) Well, I'm not paying for Thrand. No, I'll I'll pull the 15 out. Sunshine also looks offended. (laughs) He thinks you forgot about him. Can I roll inside again? (laughs) Sure. And see if it's me. Yeah, I genuinely did forget about Thrand because Thrand didn't make a sound. <laughs> Roll inside. No, I guess yeah. we could have asked Thrand if there was re-roll. a toll here instead of rolling inside. <laughs> Thrand is like holding a spear right now, ready to throw it at me. <laughs> I got guys. a nun! Uh, sunshine at night. You totally think they forgot it was you. <laughs> they yeah, forgot you. Yeah, they to- you, you're like, Haskell never thinks about me, ever. <laughs> Thrand just got here. Oh! Traveling here with, with you for weeks. Take your gold. We're leaving. They do Thran first, Sunshine. It's okay, buddy. He but does like a bird call. He makes bird noises because he's an Aarakocra. And one of his companions flies no, down to the ground and picks up the, the 60 gold and then flies up. Pleasure doing business with you. And then they all fly away. Hank Hoff starts walking again. Well, let's go. All right. Thank you. That was fun. <laughs> it was this close to casting Zone of Truth. <laughs> but you knew he was telling the truth. That this is the law of this land. Before I rolled inside. Okay. That would have been a terrible fight because they're all flying and like none of most of you don't have a lot. Well, what? Sunshine at night? I have javelins. I just never use yeah, them. Yeah, you guys have very limited ammo though. Well, I have I have no ranged options. I don't think you have two darts. I, mean, well, I have they... I have two darts. You're correct, uh, and yeah. a dagger. And so a I could throw that. So and after turn one, I'm fucked. <laughs> to to be fair, though, Brett, you might remember Orion and I putting up a pretty good fight as monks against a giant bird in the monk oh yeah. Campaign. Uh, I Thran, I, I open up Thran's sheet from back when we first brought her in. And her only weapon, according to that sheet, because it was randomly generated, is a whip. So even ha- saying she has a spear was a bit much. Um, <laughs> it's a good reach, though, on a whip. Yeah, oh yeah, good reach. Ten feet. Um, <laughs> it says her armor class is nine. I'm, I'm definitely not sticking to that. Um, she has a negative oh, one dex, just like Gideon. Soulmates. Zero, negative one dex and zero strength. Her weapon is a melee, is a whip, so she has a plus zero to hit, according to this. Anyways, alright. Alright, you guys get to Duskshire. The city is covered in snow. There's a lot of, like, what's the type of... Oh, crap. What are the type of buildings that, like, Vikings and stuff had? What were they called? Longhouses. 
like long houses. Yeah, a lot of the buildings are log houses. They're all pretty low lying. Like at max, you're seeing three floors on a building. Um, not a lot of windows. Very closed up. There is actually a like a the the largest. You see two large buildings as you enter the city from the east. One is a coliseum that's no nowhere near the size of the ones in Durga, but is still like you can tell that people fight and do games here and then you see off onto the the frozen water on the ice is a is a very large tower and like snow swirls all around that tower but the tower itself is clear of all snow uh thrand like like points and goes that's the wizard's tower uh but that's i who who are you wanting to talk to again Haas looks at Gideon. Sunshine looks at Gideon. Oh gosh, it's been literal months. Gideon prays to his god. Orvina Delacour. Is that Orvina or Irvina? Orvina. A.K.A. the Thorn, A.K.A. known as Vine. Orvina Delacour. Um, The Thorn, I think. She's known as or the Vine. She nods. Oh, she'd be in the the. God, I cannot remember words today, which isn't unheard of. Um, that would be in the the Thane's longhouse. She says. Thomas Thane. He he built the biggest longhouse in Duskshire. She says and points to like. You see, like, off into the distance, there's a, a four-story tall d- longhouse. And it's, like, oh, three, perfect. T- three times as long as all the other ones. That's the, that's the main, that's the, that's the, the city hall of Duskshire. Oh, great. Well, are you coming with us, Thrand, or do you have your own business here? I, ha- well, I have my own business. I, I, I'm looking for a job here, so I'm going to go my own way, uh... That way, I don't have to be here anymore with you guys. It was nice seeing you again, Gideon. She says and like smiles at you. Um, uh, yeah, you you as well. Um, if you see us out and about, you know, feel free to uh, say hello. Maybe we can grab a bite to eat while we're in town. I'd love to have a drink yes, with you. She says and say smiles. Hello. She doesn't respond she, uh, to the sunshine smile. at night, and it says, "Rocco, come!" And like her and Rocco walk off. Gideon, I think you have an admirer. Yeah, Gideon, I think you have an admirer. Mm-hmm. Sunshine uh, nudges Gideon with his elbow. Pascal <laughs> <laughs> nudges hit the other <laughs> side of him. <laughs> they did, yeah. They totally yeah, did. That's what, yeah. Um, yes, there's, a, there's a bit of history there. Gideon and Thrand have hooked up? They have, so- yeah. they have something kind of in Durga, oh, yeah. I didn't even know that. Anyway, off to the longhouse. Hmm. Yes, let's let's set about our business. There's yes, um, no need to comment on our ribbing, Gideon. We can just uh, carry on about our business. I, I said there's a bit of a history there. Hmm. I thought that was out of character. <laughs> yeah. There's a bit of a history there. Yeah, <laughs> it does seem out of character for Gideon to talk about his love life. Yes. Random character walks by that knows Gideon somehow. You're right, Who are you? 
How do you know that about me? <laughs> it's still that same NPC that just pops up randomly through sessions. <laughs> he fades into mist um, when you yeah, talk to so him. So, straight towards um, the Thane's longhouse. Off we go. We'll find accommodations afterward. Okay. Is the front door open? Or is it closed? There are two... What's going on outside the longhouse? There are two guards standing by the door. Um, it's like a... It's a double door. And they kind of... They look at you as you come. State your business! They cross their spears in front of the door. Sunshine looks at Gideon. <laughs> We're here to see the vine. We have business from Durga. Airfold sent us. Oh, we got word that Airfog was sending somebody. That was months ago. Hmm. Got yeah, we got sidetracked. Hmm. That happened. Took longer than expected. Uh, go on in, and then like one of the guards like like steps inside, like <laughs> opens the door and steps inside and says something to uh, a young boy who's sitting off to the side, and then the young boy gets up and runs down the hall. Straight ahead. And he points with the spear and then steps back outside. In we go. And as you hear the we as the as ahead. the door shuts, you hear them starting to talk about jams and jellies. God. Because every time I have two guards, they have to be talking about jams and jellies. Or two people. But what else would they be talking about? There's not really much else to talk about in this world. Nothing really exciting ever happens. As as uh, the party is walking. I think Gideon's kind of stepped a, a step ahead, um, but he he kind of quietly looks over each shoulder at Oscar and Sunshine and says, "I I think we may have made some pretty important friends in Luston. Everywhere we go, people are talking about gems and jellies." <laughs> Just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> like house gives you a, a smile and nod but they don't say anything <laughs> smile nod sunshine and then looks, looks away so confused <laughs> looks over looks so at confused. sunshine and then like gets a little sad because it's not there oh yeah that's what I was going to say is sunshine looks at Haas like what the fuck and then Haas just looks sad and he's like what double what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Theron would have had something witty to say. <laughs> <laughs> or at least a dick thing to say. Maybe not witty. Alright. Alright. You ready for this? I'm gonna get a glass of water. I'll be right back. Must be something big. He's getting water. <sighs> getting We've been cleaning water. the house all week. And like touching spots that haven't been touched in years and so of course like my allergies are going my allergies are going haywire so haywire so my eyes are a little bit itchy my throat is a little bit scratchy so i need to get make sure i have constant water i feel you (sighs) you walk down the hall and make it to a doorway where two more guards are they nod to you and open it and you see, like, the young boy that ran ahead, like, kind of, like, scoot his way past you guys and run back toward the front door. You enter a massive room. Shit. 
It's a massive room, Brett. You don't have to say shit about it. Um, yeah, my, my computer's dying. <laughs> but also, I don't like massive rooms. Yeah, I know. My anxiety. In the in the center of the room is a tall chair with high sides. Behind it is set out a number of tables. Um, imagine a bingo parlor. Uh, <laughs> large, large oval is it tables. A bingo parlor. Uh, large oval tables with chairs surrounding them. <laughs> Off to one side is like almost a buffet style table, but right now there's no food on it. And on the other side is a solo rectangular table that has like a spinny wheel thing on top of it with a lot of little balls. Um, oh my gosh, it's, okay. It's slightly raised up on a platform. But in the center, that's all on the far side of the room. So that's like the far left side. In the center of the room, though, is this chair. It has high sides. And, in, and sitting kind of like lounging a little bit is a whipcord thin half elf. Hooked onto the back of this chair is a massive longsword that looks like it could possibly be bigger than than this half half elf, and is nearly as wide. Scars run down one side of her neck, and you can see as she gestures, talking to people who are seated seating in front of her. Seated. Oh my god. It's okay. It's your allergies, man. As you and you can see as she gestures, <laughs> talking to the people in front of her, that she is missing two fingers in her. On her right hand. Her red hair is cut shoulder length and braided on one side while the other is left loose. As you walk in, you definitely see that she clocks you. Her eyes missing Gosh, nothing. She's sexy. She speaks with a little bit of a gravel. Which fingers is she missing? Uh her her pointer and her pinker. Pinker. <laughs> oh my god. Her pointer and her pinky. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Yeah, it's the bad ones. Um, I mean, thumb's the worst, but... Behind her stands a younger half-elf woman with blonde hair and... <sighs> Gideon, make a history roll for me. <laughs> she watches the th- three of you as you walk in. Oh, shit. <laughs> On this side of the room, an eight. Okay. It's an eight. Gideon Is there anything in this <sighs> Why you roll so low? Gideon, she seems vaguely familiar, but you really can't place her. What are you gonna ask, Jackie? Is there anything worth anything in this room? <sighs> oh, just wait. But uh, you you don't see any like items of value lying around. Anything that worth anything is gonna be on the bodies of all the rest of the people that are in this room that I am going to be describing here. Okay. <sighs> Living bodies, people. Oh, okay. The r- the rest of the room itself is open, not corpses. And other than an assortment of chairs that are all facing toward this half elf, who is Orvina Delacour, the leader of the merchants in this town. So basically, the leader of this town. They are grouped in a semicircle with sections of like three to five chairs that are all facing her. As you come in, a number of servants are actually setting places like on the tables behind her. So it almost seems like you're about to have they're about to have a meal, but right now they're all sitting facing Irvina. Oh man. Also, right behind Irvina's chair is a large fireplace. 
with smoke that is funneling up through the ceiling and curled around its base are five small wormlings of varying colors that are all sleeping. And now we go to the people in this room. To the far left, you see a beautiful blonde elf, tall and regal, wearing a long yellow and black dress that gives off the feeling of a warm sunny day in a sunflower field. She has long hair down to her waist that isn't braided, just flowing freely. But it looks as if it only moves on her command. And she sits with a, an el- another older elf with silver hair that is braided back, wearing an old military uniform. I think Gideon would recognize it as like an old, old Jazrael Covenant uniform. And on her other side is a very young-looking elf, Hmm, how would you describe Faye when? Jackie. Faye when? Yep. Oh, shit. Um. What? Hold on, I can give you the exact description. One second. She's probably older now. I'm dropping a lot of fucking names right now, guys, just so you know. There's a whole bunch of people in this room that. <laughs> We haven't even gotten from the descriptions. We, we haven't even gotten a lot of them through it. <laughs> okay, Faewin is a six, six foot two, slender moon elf with pale blue skin and uh, lots of freckles, but mostly on her face. She's doe eyed and looks sad. She's a wide nose and soft face shape. Her long hair is pulled into one messy braid. It's jet jet black and has a blue shimmer. Uh, There's silver wire and pearlescent beads that are woven into her hair, and she wears a long teal dress that's layered and flowy. She keeps... Oh, no. I don't need to worry about the next little bit. I feel like she keeps constantly checking on the, the elder elf that is sitting on the other side of this this lady <laughs> she does yes <laughs> um to so they were on the far left to the and this is a semicircle so i'm just gonna go all the way around to their right in the center left is an earth genasi who is wearing clothing you'd recognize from like the durga what earth genasi people like you met a bunch uh, of them because I, can you y'all hear me their ends uh-oh brett he, brett left. he just died <sighs> Sunshine at night's like, I'm done with this. I'm not dealing with this. Uh, his computer probably died. Uh, I don't want to describe all these people and then have to tell Brad all of this. Just send him a text of who's there. <laughs> Just and copy and paste. Continue to copy and it. paste the rest of my description. Uh... <laughs> okay. There we go. He's back. You back, Brett? Okay, I joined the voice chat twice and wasn't in here, left, and when I exited out of Discord, I heard everyone go, oh, he's back, he's back. But okay. Discord was that's not weird. open on my computer. <laughs> I'm worried All right, that's so center nasty. left is an Earth Genasi wearing clothing from Durga. I don't think you guys recognize him at all. He And then in the same area is an elderly... Oh my god. Uh... I'm not going to make you guys roll history rules for everybody. Is an elderly 
human female with white hair. Um, she's sitting very, she has very, uh, she's wearing like a, a, what is the word I'm looking for? Parka. She's wearing, wearing a, a very tight dress outfit that is like very closed, like no skin is clothing or showing long sleeves. Her collar is closed around her neck. She sits up very proper and fine. And is is like I don't I don't know if any of you would really recognize her, so we're not going to get into that. Haskell might recognize her. It's not ringing a bell, and yeah, it's okay. Um, my mind. She's not speaking. <laughs> what what um, color was her hair? It's white, like old person white. Um, what <laughs> not like bleached she? white or anything. She's human. Let's see. Then that's so that's that's center left. We're going to go jump to the far right now. Okay. And the far right is an ASMR that almost seems to be glowing, and sitting on either side of him is a gnome and an orc. The orc is missing one hand. And they kind of are, like, try. (laughs) they're both fidgeting a little bit, like they're trying to sit still and be proper, but they're not managing it very well, while the ASMR is basically glaring daggers across the semicircle at the, the blonde elf with the the uh, long yellow and black dress, he's basically mm-hmm. glaring daggers at her. Which one of them is missing a hand? The orc? The orc. Center right? <laughs> Fuck, I forgot him. I didn't read I'm this like again before I did this frantically tonight. trying to write all this down. I know. <laughs> I'll, send it to, I'll send it to the chat after I get done with it. Damn it. Center right. With his feet and sword across all five chairs in his section is Brax. Oh. <laughs> oh. And then center, facing Arvina. Nice to see a friendly face. <clears throat> huh? What was that? <laughs> nice to see a friendly face. Yeah. Do we, well, does anyone like Center Brax? in the... Oh, yeah. We, center we in a... Ce- My God. Yeah, he was actually... Let him finish. He was actually Please with tell us Air about the center. He, he was with oh. Airfog when Airfog assigned Gideon this job. <laughs> um, center in a semicircle of five chairs facing Arvina is, like, facing away from you guys as you enter this. Like, so they're back to you, is to you. Most of these people are kind of, like, not exactly... They're all facing Orvina, so their backs are slightly toward you, but, like, because this is a semi-circle, you know, you can kind of see their face, like, their, their profiles and stuff. In the center is a red, bright red tiefling wearing a black suit pants and a white dress shirt. <laughs> a jacket on the back of her seat. She has shoulder-length red and gray hair braided back, and she holds a glass with green liquid in it and swishes it before taking a sip as she talks to Orvina. Two small, sharp horns poke out from her hairline, and a tail curls up like a hook behind her back. You said she has red and black hair? Yep. Red and gray. Red and gray. She's an older-looking tiefling. Beside her is a... <laughs> a dark skin <laughs> sorry uh is a dark skinned human with wire frame glasses and a book floating next to him that is writing his <gasps> hair is dark is dark brown with no hints of gray and he looks to be in his 30s oh uh, do we know do we know that's gunner i don't know is that a role i mean i would say that's a I mean, what is it? 
It's a he's a lot younger than you just met him. So the gunner we meant was hardened. Yeah, this gunner is like <laughs> pu- pushing his glasses up and is like very nerdily looking around. Like there, not only is there a difference in appearance, there was probably a difference in the way he. Yeah, yeah but I know how Storks works, and he's got a floating book. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, he looks forty years younger, so he. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's definitely not aged, but now. I think you'd probably be able to piece it together, especially since Sunshine at Night, you know who this tiefling is. It's Lillian. Is it? it is the head. Lillian. It's the head of Fjord. That's what I figured. And she's the one who's mainly talking to Arvina right now. And then one final person sitting. <sighs> sitting facing away from you by themselves is a human male. Wearing a leather jacket with the devil's plaything on his back. Oh. And you hear Orvina telling Lillian. With how rough times are now, and with Durga falling and King Tuzzug Blackarm dead to assassins. We cannot leave what? this city to fight a war. We need to protect this city. Sunshine must be in a near panic. This should be the main center of defense for Vindowin from the Commonwealth now. And she, like, glances at the person wearing the while, leather jacket. While she's talking, Haas is moving to confirm... That this is Caden. Brax waves to the three of you and goes, Over here, guys! Like, loudly over Irvina <laughs> as she preaches this. Or, well, Sunshine doesn't this. know who yep, Brax like, is. He's not saving us seats, is he? He, like, pulls his sword away from <laughs> so the seats. Yeah. He goes, I saved these for- I saved these for you. <sighs> Sunshine was Irvina glances at him. <laughs> um... But but he stops dead in his he tracks at the assassination. This, like, comment. This definitely feels like they've been having a, a heated discussion amongst these people as you walk in. Like, and then Brax just yells over all of this that's going on. Like, over here, guys. I got you. <laughs> yeah, Haas isn't moving that way. Like I said, Haas is moving to make sure. Haas? That this is Caden. It's not. It's not? It's not Caden. Hmm. It's your love child with Caden. Time well, who is it? Does, Wait a minute. Does, do they know who he is? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, do I know this human male? This is always the hard thing for me. Because, like, for me, Does it say I recognize boy faces. on the front? <laughs> no, this is definitely Caden's jacket. Oh, okay. But it's not Caden. Not, well, not Caden's jacket. Well, no, not Caden's <laughs> jacket that he gave to Haas, but like. But the same jacket, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like, probably the last time you saw Caden, he had his own, like, replacement jacket for it kind of thing. Um, this is Cade Fisher. So tell me, would Haas remember... Oh. Would Haas remember the lieutenant that was there when General Tarber was killed? Would Haas remember oh. him from, like, the one time... Theron and Haas tried to sneak into the keep at at Yaraway while Gideon and what that, Dwight went and talked to him. That would be a hard check if so, because we I don't think we got a good look at him, did we? I mean, you we you definitely running. got a good look for it. You would 
Well, you would have got. A, can I roll for yeah, that? You can roll a history roll. check. I would say they got a good look at him at. I think Gideon just outright recognized. Yeah, I think Gideon like. would definitely recognize. You had a talk with him. He asked for like, he asked for you to like give him a uh, like a uh, a letter of uh, recommendation. recommendation, basically. But it is always hard for me in these situations. Like, I probably would recognize. I recognize people like all the time. But then other people, like, if you don't see someone... Ooh, That's a four. <laughs> I don't think Haas recognizes him. I think Haas was so, like, ready to fight. <laughs> thinking it was Caden. That they're just like, oh, okay, it's not him. And they're just gonna go sit. <laughs> yeah, he, like, he like sit, leans forward as Arvina is saying this and says, We do not... The Commonwealth does not need to fight Duckshire. We're looking for peaceable ways to roll this continent together, he says. Durga stood against us, and so Durga will fall. But that does not have to be the way of every city on this continent. And I think, like, Lillian, like, takes a sip, and, like, everybody else in this room is kind of staying quiet, while Arvina says, like, I am a half-elf. I am not accepted by your commonwealth. Why would I think that you would accept me as the leader of Duskshire under your role? Who said that? Lillian? Or Vina. Oh. And Cade says, we are more open to elven leadership than what has been previously expected of the commonwealth. And I think Arvina just kind of shakes her head and then like she pointedly like turns away from him in her seat and she looks at like the three of you who are now are, did you guys move to, to Brax? <laughs> did any of you move to Brax? Gideon moved to sit over by okay. Brax. Yeah, hosted <laughs> I was going to Lillian, but when they talked okay. about the assassination however far he got across the room, Sunshine and I definitely just stopped and is staring so, yeah, and just absorbing everything right now yeah so she looks at like she glances at uh sunshine at night but then turns toward gideon and haskell welcome travelers uh i take it you have i take it there are familiar faces in this room to you i have not met either of you i believe word was sent ahead from airfolg that someone would be coming from durga as a representative she glances at Brax and goes, well, Brax is here. It, you um, were sent at the beginning of, or before summer. It has taken you this long to get here? Erewhon. She nods slowly. And Gunner writes stuff um, in a book. He, he like turns towards you with wide eyes and goes, oh, Erewhon, he gasps. And like starts writing in a book. Yeah, you'll know about it someday. Um, <laughs> I am former General Gideon Morningstar. Uh, I think Gideon stood up for this. Um, he looks at Cade and nods. Kate says, Kate like almost salutes, but kind of stops himself and just nods back. 
we have much to discuss. I am sorry that I was delayed. I most, if not all of you here, are your authority carries more weight than my own. I'm I'm simply a wanderer now, but I have some knowledge of what it is that's happening, and I have a strong desire to see that the people of Vindowin do not fall under the yoke of someone else's rule. She... Arvina nods. He goes, Gideon Morningstar of the... Formerly of the Commonwealth. I am very interested in talking with you. It is. And she, like, glances behind her at the tables and where the servants have, like, started setting up food and plates and everything. She says, It is time for our evening meal. Join us and we will talk. And she stands, and like everybody else stands in acknowledgement. <sighs> and then, like, more people start filing into this room, and it's not like just like leaders of the town. The normal town folks come into this room at this time, and like a bell starts ringing. And like, there's probably like ends up being like a hundred people in this room all getting food and dining. So. And, like, everybody I described, like, there's basically four or five groups. They all, like, go to a separate, different tables. And you guys can kind of decide where you want to sit. Orvina sits at, like, a center table. And is, like, she'll sit with you guys, or, like, you guys can sit with her, or other people can sit with her, or you guys can talk to whoever you want, basically, at this point. Um, I think, like, some introductions are done, and you you get to meet all the people who are here. So you meet, like, uh, um, the the blonde elf is known as Als, and she is the leader of the wizard school here. And with her is Valentine Eventine of the Jazrael Covenant, and Faye Wynn, just Faye, or I think he, intru- I, I think, I think, he, no, I think Val goes, oh, yes, and this is my, my manservant, Faye Spark. It's nice to meet you, Face Park. <laughs> she smiles at you. Um, and then like the the one elderly human like is watching Haskell as you like get introduced to other people, and like she comes up to you and holds out a hand and says, "It is finally, it is nice to finally meet you." In person, Haskell Damir. I believe the last time we were near each other, you took something from me. And she says, I am Emmeline Luna Dream. Oh. Of the Rising Fist, she says. Yeah, well, you put a bounty on my head, so. Yeah. Fuck you, right back. She didn't. The, the the people of Loophole did. The government of Loophole put the bounty on her head. I, uh, on their head. Um the the ASMR guy with his orc and gnome introduces himself as Lord Bobby Brown, but he doesn't introduce the other two. Oh, fuck. But it's Tom and Tess. Yeah. Um You know Brax, uh and then of course you get intro- and then Sunshine at Night, I feel like you'd probably introduce them to Lillian. Oh yeah, for sure. And uh I, I feel like like this isn't like a cliffhanger, but I feel like this is a good ending point too, unless you guys want to like start having conversations with all these guys tonight, we can do some conversations. 
but also it's not a bad stopping point for this, really. I think it's all right to kind of let us digest all the people that are in yeah, this room and all yeah. the potential I, conversations. I like definitely want to talk to Lillian, but I do think this is a good stopping point. Like I'm, our conversation is not going to be good enough that you know what I mean. We yeah, stop for it. sure. I'm going to send. I'll send it in the text message of like the list of everybody who is actually here that you can talk to. Um, I think it's like. It, you know that these people are important. Like you know that Alce is the leader of the wizard school here in Duskshire, and Lord Brown is like introduced as like a very prominent lord in the north of Indowin, someone that you have to watch out for. Basically, um, Brax, I think, kind of also like he, Brax is the type of person who, as he, he'll like stand beside Gideon as you get introduced to these people, and he'll whisper in his loud hissing whisper. Like, <clears throat> oh, this is Alce. And he goes, Alce also means ice cold. Or like, this is Lord Bobby Brown. And he goes, he's a halfwit. And things like that. Just like stupid little comments he makes about everybody as you get introduced to them, Gideon. But but basically, it's very easy to mingle and figure out who everyone is. Right? Yes. Yeah, there's a little bit of mingling here. So... You're able to figure out, you can get information from these people, like, next time we'll have conversations, you can talk to whoever you want, um, and it will be a lot of, a lot of stuff. <laughs> There'll be a lot of information. Oh. So yeah, that's it for tonight. How do you guys feel? Uh, there's there's a lot to process in this room. There's a lot to process with the fact that it's been more, you know, several months longer than we anticipated it being, and that Dirk has already fallen. I have no idea how Sunshine's reacted to any of that news that the king's been assassinated. And I, I feel um, like that's the first thing he's going to be at. has basically already. Yeah, he's he's fallen. freaking out. He's um, well, maybe that's the next session thing. You know. That wasn't an in-character comment to Gunner about you'll know, you know, some someday <laughs> about Erewhon and Gunner. Maybe even well, this Gunner has already been to Erewhon at least once. I mean, late fees, right? But, well, it's um, funny, though, because I thought when we talked about Erewhon and Gunner started rapidly taking notes that Sunshine would have said something to him. Uh, but not in that moment. <laughs> you know, that after the news he had learned. Right now, all he's thinking is he's got to get back to Durga. Let's see what's happening. So, so one thing I didn't really say that I should probably actually also point out is uh, the Earth Genasi envoy I mentioned is from the Dao. So he's not... He's from Durga, but he's he's a follower of the Dao. So... Which can be an interesting thing to discuss also. Do we know anything about that? Um, last time you guys were in Durga, you heard a Aarakocra preaching about the Dao, like on the, or at least Gideon did. No, you guys all did. Um, Sunshine? Well, okay, sorry. Well, I guess Sunshine at night. Sunshine would know. Theron, Theron was really hungover and had a headache because it was during the party week, but, mm-hmm. so, get, but Sunshine at night would know some stuff about the Dao stuff going on there, but at that point in time when you were in Durga last... Um, the Dao was based. They didn't even have their own church, their temple, their kirk, as we call it. Um, they were very fresh in Durga at that point. 
but this is like four months later, five months later, so it's been they've grown. So yeah. All right, I sent you the list of everybody who's here. If you guys wouldn't have ran into the Fjords group in El Erwan, I was gonna have Imal be here too for this, but I decided I didn't want to have to do two people who are in two places at once. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just skipped that this time. Um, I'm not. We can do end of session questions, but I was also kind of just letting. You... I figured we could just also just let you guys. Um process all this. We don't have to do the end of question, session questions. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that we necessarily really did enough to have answers to all of them. I mean, you guys avoided a fight that would have made this last a little bit longer before you even got to dusk here because those Eric Oker were ready to fight you. Um, yeah, it was kind of a fight. Yeah. Adventuring Dimwits and Hyperactive Dragons is brought to you by a bunch of friends who decided to record their sessions just for the heck of it. Check out our Facebook and Tumblr at Adventuring Dimwits. To check out more of the world and our text-based adventures, join our Discord server. The link is in the episode description. Music provided by Parker Hyde, and I'm Orion, the DM. Catch you later!